Holy cow. Has a lot happened in the world of technology over the past few weeks, particularly with the website Reddit. If you are not familiar with Reddit, I mean, who's not familiar with Reddit? If you're not familiar with Reddit, go hit the Wikipedia, Wikipedia page about Reddit. Reddit's a great big website. Lots of people use it. And particularly, it's got a lot of very active subreddits that are focused around D&D and role-playing games. And that's why I'm talking about it today. I don't want to just talk about what's going, going on with Reddit. I also want to talk about specifically how the thing that's going on with Reddit is an issue for DMs and GMs and, and players and new, new people coming into the game. But I also want to talk about like what we're seeing with Reddit, how it applies to other companies and other pieces of technology that we're using our game, and how we GMs can protect ourselves, what we can do to recognize these patterns, which I'm, which I'm not calling, which are known as the inshittification patterns. We have inshittification, I know, really... You know, it's got a swear word in the middle. It is a term used by the writer, Cory Doctorow, who's been writing about technology for decades. It's his term where he's been talking about this process. And we're going to define what enshittification means. But understanding that pattern of enshittification and where we can see it can help protect us, DMs and GMs, on the tools that we're using to prepare our games, to run our games, and to collaborate with other DMs and GMs to understand how we can make our games better. So that's what I'm going to be talking about today. I'm Mike Shea from Sly Flourish, here to talk about all things in RPGs. If you enjoy this show, there's a few things you can do that help you break out of the enshittification ideas. One is subscribe to my newsletter. My newsletter is not enshittified. And you can subscribe to my newsletter. You get a weekly RPG-related email sent directly to your inbox, plus a free adventure generator PDF. You can join me up on Patreon. Patreon is a little bit enshittified. We're going to talk about the enshittification of Patreon. But mine isn't like mine is just you and me working here and we'll figure things out. But if you join me on Patreon, you do get access to a whole bunch of exclusive materials, including exclusive video previews, lots of other stuff that you get there. But most of all, you help me put on shows like this. Or you can pick up any of my books on the non-inshittified Sly Flourish bookstore. It's a bookstore that I run myself. It's where I sell my books. And you and I have a direct relationship. There's no third party. There is kind of. I've used Shopify. But Shopify, they're just a third party provider. They're not really. It's not really inshittified. Basically, you and I are having our transaction where you want to buy one of my books. I want you to have one of my books. I want to share information about helping you run your games better. And you can pay me for the time and effort that I have put into it to give you that book, which is not an initiative process. There's no, I'm not going public. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to be on the, on the stock exchange. I also don't have third parties that are trying to like slide in while you're buying my book. I'm not doing any of that stuff. So I'm trying to give you a good product for the, for the money that you want to spend on it. So you can do all of that. Those are all links down in the show notes below. On this topic, there's a few big points I want to make. And again, I am trying to stay very focused on DMs and GMs and how this matters to us. So I'm going to talk, you know, it's going to take a little bit to kind of get there. But I think it's actually important or I wouldn't be talking about it. So there's a few big things that I think can help us. One is it's important for us to understand what the enshittification model is. And I'm going to go into some details on what that model is because it's useful to see it. And it's also particularly useful to see it the, the minute you get in. So we're going to talk about what that model is so that you can protect yourself by looking at what you've got. Two, have a backup plan. Even if you're using an enshittified platform, and I am, I am, I have many enshittified platforms that I am part of. Some of them are crucial to the business that I run. Some of them are crucial to the work that I do as a GM. And I have to be cognizant of that. And a big question is have a backup plan. How do I get out of this? How do I make sure that I am not going to get crushed as this platform goes to stage four of enshittification, which we're going to get into. Don't give your stuff to an enshittified platform. And I'm actually violating this one. I have, I have a big one where, where, you know, I'm failing at this. If you're creating content, you know, and content could be anything. It could be a DM advice. It could be conversations that you're having. Know that you're either giving that to the platform that may use it for who knows what, 
and that that is not really yours anymore unless you have a copy. Do you have it locally? Can you still use that somewhere else? Where I get really upset as an old man, here's my old man shaking the hands, when I see Twitter threads. When I saw people that were posting like long Twitter threads, 20, 30 tweets, I was like, write a blog post, man. Write it in an article, publish it to a website that you control, and then put a link up on there. Or even go ahead and do the tweet thread, but say all of this is archived at this blog site so you can get it somewhere else. Because that material is yours. Don't just give that away to some giant third party who God knows what they're going to do with it. Keep it handy. So don't give your stuff away. So those are those are kind of my three big points that I want to make sure we as GMs are, are, are aware of. The big one is know, know the platforms and know what's going on with them. Have a backup plan so you know where to go somewhere else. And be careful of what you give them. Even as a GM, if you are building maps or you're building material you're writing stuff but you're putting it on a platform that may not be around anymore or may give that material to somebody you don't want to give it to or might just turn to shit and you don't want to keep working there but now all your stuff is there and you can't get it out again that's a real problem so that's that's why i think this is important to dms and gms so let's talk about what the unshittification model is. Again, it, this is a term brought up by Corey Doctorow, excellent writer who's been writing about technology. He's written a bunch of novels. He's written a bunch of articles. Very fascinating guy. Has a, been doing it for 20 years. And he wrote an, an article, I will link to his website, a non-shittified platform, called TikToks and Shittification. He did this on January 21st, 2023, so earlier this year. But already this article is getting linked everywhere. I think copies of this have been put in lots of different places. Wired Magazine has copies. All different, all, all different places have this. So definitely if you want to read the article itself. He also has an MP3 version where you can listen to it as a podcast instead. All linked in the show notes below. I'm paraphrasing, but I'm also adding a few little words here. I don't want to like say I'm going to, his is very clean and very clear, but there's a few things that, that helped me really understand, really understand this. If you get nothing out of this, understand the stages of enshittification and then use that as a helpful model to look at the services that you're using and ask, is this enshittified? Am I in trouble? right? One, the platform gives you a fantastic service for far more, that's far more valuable than what you give them. Often it's free. An example of this is YouTube, right? On, you, you may be, you're probably, you're at least one of the half of the people that are watching this on YouTube. YouTube, from a content producer standpoint, there's no way I could build an infrastructure like what YouTube has. As a user, there is no way that like, what should you be paying? Now, YouTube actually has a subscription service. I think it's expensive. It's like 20 a month. I pay for it because I don't want a bunch of ads. So I'm actually paying for it. I bet you it's worth even more than I'm paying. I bet you the amount of energy and effort that Google is putting to keep YouTube going, to keep videos going, is probably, we're probably getting content for less than we're paying. Th that's often an example. And you can think about the big ones, Twitter, Facebook, Amazon, YouTube, TikTok, Twitch, which we're on right now, all of these platforms are offering incredible services for basically no, often no money at all, right? That's phase one, bring in users, get the users in. We're losing money on everybody, but we're making it up in volume. That is in shittification process, number one. Number two, the platform begins to court business partners who feed off of the explosive growth of users. Amazon's a really good example of this. When Amazon was selling books, they got a bunch of people in. They sold books for far cheaper than the books actually cost. They gave free shipping on stuff. Like after you got that, then Amazon brings in other third parties. Hey, do you want to sell on our platform? That's great. Do you want to post ads on our platform? That's great. Corey Doc 
Doctorow tells, talks all about how Amazon became this completely unshittified process. It's really fascinating. Third, the platform begins to squeeze both sides. So you have your customers, customers, you have your users. They're not really customers because many times they're not paying. So you have your users on one side, you have third party business partners on the other side, and you squeeze them both in order to get more profit and give that profit back to shareholders because you have shareholders of where the money came from in the first place. Amazon was propped up all when we asked that question of like, where did all the resources go that brought this package to our door for free? The answer was shareholders paid for it. You know, it was paid for by stocks. But then those stockholders, they want their money back eventually. They're like, we're not going to pay a losing company. The reason why they bought in is because they want money eventually. So Amazon's like, well, we have to make profit. So they start to squeeze everybody else. And they're like, we've already got you here. We've now put everybody else out of business. So now we can go in and we can squeeze that money and give it to shareholders. So that's stage three. Then stage four is it doesn't serve anybody. Shareholders are bored because the profits aren't really going up. Users hate it because it's like a pain in the ass to do anything and everything is riddled with ads. And business partners don't like it because they're either paying too much to get what they were getting for you know for a lot less or it's just not a good platform to get advertisers there's so many examples of this amazon's a good example where it used to be a good place to buy products and now you go there and you find everything is filled up with ads facebook is a really good example like facebook nobody likes facebook right facebook is a terrible place and it's like the ads are terrible putting ads there are terrible being a user there is terrible nobody likes the platform even mark zuckerberg wants to put on a vr headset and go somewhere else twitter has hit stage four right? No, nobody likes it. They got rid of their third-party platform, so you can't use them. They're forcing the algorithm. They push ads like crazy. They're getting rid of moderation. So, you know, it's a just like we see so many platforms that have gone to stage four and they're just terrible places to be and nobody wants to be there. So where does that matter to D&D? What are the examples where we have inshittification in our world of GMing and DMing? Where does it matter to us? So Amazon is a big one. You go to Amazon and you see books that are there and they're dirt cheap, right? That is one where like, wow, I can go to, I can buy, I remember when like the player's handbook was nine. And you're like, there's no way that it doesn't cost like Wizards of the Coast $26 to make that book. Where were the other $7 going? Right. And the answer was probably shareholders are paying for it or they're making enough money selling advertisements to other other business partners that they can afford to sell it at a loss. But also, I know as a publisher who publishes books that I put on Amazon because I'm it's like 30 percent of the revenue I generate comes from books that are sold on Amazon. I'm not going to not do it. But I can tell you, boy, my profit margin of those books are terrible considering the profit margin that I that I make elsewhere. So but I have to do it because that's where people go to buy books. That's the problem. And it means like. Not, not in my case, the quality of my books are fantastic, but the quality of other people's books may, may be questionable because now you got to pay for ads. You got to pay for other stuff. TikTok. I had a friend who was like, hey, TikTok is the place to be for D&D related TikTok videos. And he got it because they were doing this super inflation of certain videos. TikTok does a thing called heating where new people will come in and they want to make some D&D videos like, oh, I hear that this is the place to go for D&D videos. And they see people who are getting hundreds of thousands of views on their D&D related videos and say, I want some of those. So they record a video. And what happens is TikTok does a thing called heating where they will take some of your videos and they will expose it to many more people because they can just turn a dial and they can, you want 100,000 views, they'll just turn the dial and give you 100,000 views. And they give you a lot. I actually tried TikTok out. I put a bunch of videos up there and some of my initial videos videos are getting 20, 30, 40,000 views. Lots. Then they dropped to about a thousand views. Why? Because they started, they, they took down the heating again. YouTube and D&D related videos. YouTube is an inshittified platform. They're offering a far better service than, than people are typically paying for. Everyone's always chasing the algorithm. How do I get my video in front of more people? You know, do, is it work better if I put ads or I don't put ads? Right now, YouTube is still a really, really good way for, certainly for me, to get new people to see my stuff. It is by far the number one way that people find my material is on YouTube. So of course, I'm 
publishing these videos on YouTube and I use that. And right now it's working pretty well. But will the bottom fall out? They could just change their business model a little bit and say, no, we want to make more profits. They could say, we don't really like that you're making money on your bookstore or on your Patreon and none of that's coming to us. So we're going to not, we're going to downvote those links. Or if you ever put in links or talk about it, those videos are going to go down in the rankings. They could absolutely do that. Maybe they're already doing it and I don't even know. Hard to say. And of course, we come back to Reddit. So what's happened with Reddit? And I'm going to be very brief, but essentially Reddit decided that the API that they were offering up for free, they're now going to charge for, but they're going to charge so much that a couple of major, very popular third party applications, one called Apollo, another one called Reddit is fun or, or RIF. Both of them are basically being pushed out of business. They cannot operate. In the case of Apollo, it was going to cost them $20 million a year to use what they were using for free before. So they're basically going to go out of business. The developer for Apollo said, look, it's going to shut down in July. I have to shut it down. So he's shutting down an app that had been making, he'd been making his living on for all this time. Reddit is a very non-commercial driven community. People really hate to do commercial work there. They really hate to see like a lot of ads. They've been protesting. And the way they did that was by taking a bunch of very popular subreddits and marking them private. They went dark. You can no longer find posts there. You can't post posts there. And all of the major D&D and RPG related Reddits follow this which is good i'm on i'm on their side the idea that reddit suddenly wants to commercialize this whole thing after making it available for so long i think that really sucks i i used apollo i use apollo i love it it was also a good chance for me to break my habit of reddit though which had become a habit and now i feel a lot happier going back to rss and blogs and things but we'll talk about that some other time one of the things i don't think the ceo of reddit really understands is that the value of reddit isn't the platform it's the text it's all of our work and this is pretty interesting this is something that really only occurred to me when i watched this with reddit is that the way the ceo was was behaving is this is my stuff and you're taking my stuff it's not your stuff it's our stuff it's the stuff we post there when i go there and i read the dm academy subreddit i'm reading other dms who have posted the material there right? It's not the platform that's so great. It's the text that's so great. It's the other people that are there that's so great. Three of the top 10 companies on the S&P 500, three of the most valuable companies in the world are valuable, not because of what they do, but because of the other people that post their stuff there. Google, Amazon, and Facebook. They're all top three most valuable publicly traded companies. And all of them are only popular because of the stuff we put into them. How good would Google be if it was only Google web pages? None of our pages, none of the YouTube videos, Videos, none of the third parties, it'd be totally useless. How good would Amazon be if it only sold Amazon products? Nobody would go there. Nobody would want to buy anything there. Who would want to use the Facebook platform if there wasn't anybody there to talk to? That's our stuff. And I, that's why I feel like this whole, this whole thing is a big deal. And I'm glad to see the, the protests that are going on. So who is losing out on this? And from a D&D perspective, I think, sure, the D&D memes was fun. Going to D&D Next and pontificating about whether fighters are better than wizards seemed to be a, a national pastime for a lot of DMs. I didn't really feel like those were all that super valuable. The D&D website, the D&D subreddit itself, very big one, was a lot of art and a lot of people showing off their work. That's fine, too. It's all good communities. I don't personally, I'm not going to miss those. But the one subreddit I'm really going to miss is the DMs Academy. There was a subreddit called the DM Academy. That was a great place for new DMs to talk to experienced DMs about how to make their game better. They had regular weekly threads about it. They had a lot of information that were shared. And I loved going there and reading through and seeing questions from DMs that were things I'd already written about. And I could say, hey, I've written an article that might help you with this. It was a good way for me to go and find and reach new DMs, understand the kinds of problems that they had steer some of the work that I did in order to make sure that I'm helping DMs who are having problems that I don't really recognize or really see and get that exposure. And I feel like that's a big loss. And my big question, and this is a question I have to you, and you can please feel free to add a comment, send me an email, however you want to do it. Where 
will new DMs go to get those questions answered? Where can they go? What can we offer them? Where can we offer them a place to go that they can get this kind of thing? This is really a big loss for me. This is the thing that I think is really is really hard. I hope that there's a place where they can go and they can ask the questions that they want. I'll, I'll offer a suggestion right now, which is Discord. That Discord is another platform. It's on stage two or three of the enshittification process. Discord is not without enshittification itself. But you know, if you go to the D&D Discord server, there's definitely a place where you can go and talk to other DMs. The problem is you're kind of getting whoever happens to be there. They might be nice people. They might be jerks. You don't really know. I think the Sly Flourish Discord is, of course, an outstanding place. I love it. It is available for patrons. So as a patron, you can get access to the Sly Flourish Discord server. And getting to that idea of backups, as soon as this happened with Reddit, I started to say, okay, what other platforms am I dependent on that really matter to me? And what can I do? And I looked at Discord and said, Discord is definitely a big risk. So what am I going to do? I don't think I'm going to do anything yet. It's still a fine platform. It's still good. But my escape hatch is I'll probably set up a separate forum. I'll, I'll probably set up my own forum software. And that forum software will be a place where patrons of Sly Flourish can go and discuss D&D, share links, ask questions, ask problems, handle that kind of stuff. I think I can do that. And I think that there are some good platforms that I can do that where it will still be good and valuable and useful and it will no longer be enshittified. So that would be a nice process. Another place that they could go is N-World. N-World is a very popular forum. It's been around for a long time. The one argument I'll make about N-World is the idea of the traditional web forum. I don't know that that model holds up in the eyes of many younger people on the internet these days. And you kind of kind of create your own new account. You have to kind of understand what's going on there. I haven't spent a lot of time. I don't know how many new GMs and DMs are going to N-World and learning about the game there. It would be nice if they did. I, I, I just don't know if that's the case. So here's a question. Is D&D itself becoming enshittified? Is the work that Wizards of the Coast doing with all of the new digital stuff, it would be very easy to look at them and say, ah, oh, they're on the enshittification model. I don't think so. I think the answer to that is no. The main reason I don't think that D&D itself is becoming enshittified is because we are still in a relationship where Wizards of the Coast makes products and we buy them. And I'm fine with that relationship. That works. If they put out a book and I want to buy that book, I buy that book. An argument could be made that with things like the new digital tools that they're creating, are they headed in that direction? Maybe, but like you still pay for D&D Beyond. If you want to buy a product on D&D Beyond, you have to pay for it. If you want more characters, you have to pay for it. You're still paying them. I would argue that D&D Beyond might have been an enshittified platform until Wizards of the Coast bought it. Because at that point, the material that was on D&D Beyond was actually owned by a third-party company. That third-party being Wizards of the Coast. So D&D Beyond was in this relationship where maybe they were better serving Wizards than they were serving us. And the example was they could have put other people's material on there. But they didn't. Because of the relationship they had with Wizards of the Coast, they didn't put material from Cobalt Press or anybody else on there. Dini Beyond was working on a deal with a, with Legends of Runeterra, and they put up for a short amount of time a fifth edition version of Legends of Runeterra. And my understanding is Wizards of the Coast said, take that shit off. And they did. And so that meant they could really not put any third party stuff on. So that was one where like the benefit of the application was limited to users because of the drives of a third party business partner. Now the company that D&D Beyond actually got bought out two or three times. I think it got bought out three times before Wizards of the Coast picked it up. So there was clearly also the issue of how do we support our shareholders? How do we make money for our shareholders? So they were on the path but then Wizards of the Coast bought them out. And if you look back at my video where it happened right after they bought it, I was incredibly optimistic about it. I said, this is great. And I still, do I still feel that way? I, I still kind of feel that way. I still, from one perspective, I understand it because 
Now it's run by the company who owns D&D and they want to sell us products. So yes, they have shareholders. Yes, they want to give profit to those shareholders. And that could be an unshittified process, but they're not working with third-party publishers. Now this whole talk about, oh, well, what if we do work with third-party publishers to publish their material on D&D Beyond? Well, now that could be uh, getting on the path of an unshittified process. So I won't say, is it becoming, no, so far, no. And also D&D Beyond is just one piece of it. They're still selling books. As long as they're selling us books, we can just buy the books. We always have the books. We always have pencils. We always have our dice. Now, I'll also say, though, that the OGL fiasco from early this year, that was kind of a path of enshittification where they were much more worried about great big. It's actually very similar to what was going on with Reddit, that we're worried about these big companies coming in and selling NFTs. And so we're going to kill all these small producers because we don't really care about them because we're worried about these great big producers and we're worried about NFTs, which they weren't worried. Maybe they were, but, you know, it was still stupid. And they ended up like permanently damaging their brand over it, just like Reddit is doing. Reddit is permanently damaging their brand. I bet we never forget about this. I bet people are going to be pissed at Reddit forever and probably may go to a different platform. Who knows? But I don't believe D&D is on that path. I believe that D&D is still in a process where we go to Wizards of the Coast, we buy books, they give us those books, and we play them at our table. As long as that relationship is still there, what, what they do with D&D Beyond and the VTT and stuff like that, that's one part of it. And it's not an insignificant part. But it's not really so far, in my opinion, on the enshittification path. So what are the enshittification current risks to GMs? We talked about Reddit and the issue that it now seems like it is harder for new DMs to find a place where they can ask that they can, that they know about, that they can go and ask their questions and get answers from experienced DMs. I think that's a real loss with what's been going on with Reddit. I hope that another place stands up. I hope that there's another place that we can drive them to and say, this is a great place that you're familiar with, that you like, that you enjoy using, where you can ask your questions to, to experienced GMs and get answers. I don't think there's a great place for that. But what are the other risks too? Discord. I think a lot of DMs use Discord. I use Discord for my online games. I use Discord for the Sly Flourish Discord server. I communicate with a lot of other Discords. It's a, Discord is a fantastic way for me to stay involved in many different communities that are involved in this game. And they are definitely in the early stages of enshittification. They just recently said, hey, we know you didn't ask for this, but we're going to start changing how we handle usernames. And now you have to like register for your username and you only get it once. And I thought like, God, if I don't get Sly Flourish, this is going to suck, right? Like that's my brand. Like, what am I going to do? Luckily I got it. So I got Sly Flourish, but that was like, why did I have to go through that process? All the times I'm seeing new stuff from discord. Oh, we're having a big party or, Oh, we have these new plugins or, Oh, we have this new stuff. You're starting to see these like third party things start to seep in from this platform. And the reason why is that discord is super cheap or free for a platform that is really good. It's definitely in stage one, probably in stage two, you know, working with third parties and probably we'll get to stage three where somebody's going to be like, Hey, how are we going to make money on this? Notion. I bring up Notion all the time. It's a fantastic platform that I use for RPG publications. I do pay for it. I am paying money to Notion. So, so far, that relationship is good. Could they start to bring in third parties? They could, possibly. But I have an escape hatch, and my escape hatch for Notion is to go to Obsidian. So I have a, I have a path should they do that. But so far, it's been okay. Twitch. Here we are talking on Twitch right now. Twitch is definitely an enshittified platform. There is no way I could stand up a good way for me to stream and talk to a couple hundred people every Sunday morning about D&D for free, which is what I'm doing, right? And it's paid for with spammy ads, right? A lot of people that come into Twitch, they see a bunch of crappy advertisements. There's definitely things there. Now, Twitch is actually owned by Amazon. So it's an enshittified company owned by another enshittified company. It's not great, right? But so far, it's good enough. I still use it. Do I have an alternative? Yeah, I have a couple. One is I could use YouTube. Now, granted, I'm going from one enshittified platform to another enshittified platform, but I could stream on YouTube instead of streaming on, on Twitch. The other thing I could do is just record on my own. 
I don't necessarily need to have. It's very nice to have all these wonderful people that I talk to. But if it totally turned to shit, I could just say, you know what? I'm just going to record my videos on my own, which I do anyway. And there's a question of like, what about VTTs? Are any of the VTTs on an Inshitified platform? We did see that Roll20 and DriveThruRPG are now one company. And certainly they have third-party advertisers and third-party publishers, myself included, who come in to sell my wares on their platform to go to other users. So they are definitely like a stage two of the Inshitified platform. But so far, I don't see a stage three of what about our shareholders? How do we get value to them? Also, it's pretty clear where the money is going. Like, I know that I'm paying 35% of my title cost to drive through RPG. You know, it's not like I'm getting a free service that's so much better. I know where the money is going when it comes to like drive through RPG and roll 20. You also know kind of where your money is going, but you know, we'll see. So, so they're, they're on that ladder, but there is that quite, they don't, I don't, as far as I know, they aren't really big outside investors. And that's really where you get into like stage three and stage four is the outside investors saying, Hey, we've been paying you to give all these people a free lunch all this time. It's time for our, our do back. I don't, I haven't seen any VTTs that are hitting that. Lastly, what about the risks to me? Right. And when it comes to the kind of work that I do, I have a lot of risks in this area. YouTube is a big one. Again, I mentioned that about 40% of the people that find my material find it through YouTube. It's the number one way that people find my stuff is through YouTube. YouTube is definitely an shitified platform. There's no way anybody could build anything like YouTube. Right. I don't think, I don't know that any, like Apple maybe. Who has the money to kind of build what, what YouTube is able to do? I certainly don't. There's no good way for me to get videos to you. I also, though, have the podcast as a backup. And I have lots of people who subscribe to the podcast if you're listening to the podcast. Podcast. Thank you so much. But really, the people that listen to the podcast, they don't generally click on links. They don't go and find my other stuff. They listen to the podcast and that's it. YouTube, they're clicking on links. They're going to my Patreon. They're buying my books. They're getting into the rest of the stuff that I do. So YouTube is, a, I'm dependent upon YouTube and I do not have a good, a, a good way out. Twitch, I just talked about Twitch. It's free. It's nice. I could go elsewhere. I could probably stream on Discord. I could stream on YouTube. There's other places I could go. Or I could just stop streaming. As much as I enjoy streaming, it's not a critical piece of my business. It's not the. It's not a way that people find the work that I do. Typically, they find my work in many other ways. And, and it doesn't bring in a lot of direct revenue to me. So it's not a platform that matters that much to me. Patreon matters a lot. Patreon is a, is a big platform for me, and it is an inshitified platform. They do have outside investors. They are trying to figure out ways to be, do better profits. They've definitely been monkeying around with it, and there's a lot of scary stuff that goes on with Patreon. There are alternatives to Patreon, but I would lose a lot if I had to move from Patreon to another platform. It, I, it, would, it would hurt. It would hurt really badly. So that's one where I'm definitely at risk. Kickstarter, another one where I'm at risk. If you recall, a year or so ago, Kickstarter made a big, dumb move by talking about how they were going to do blockchain. I actually know that one of the reasons that this happened is because one of the members of the board of, of Kickstarter was a crypto dude. And the crypto dude said, hey, you should do blockchain. And they're like, okay. And he's like, I'll give you free money to, to explore blockchain. And he gave them money to explore blockchain. And they did. And then the marketing team got a hold of it and said, hey, we should tell people. And then the people were like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, oh, and then they stopped talking about it. But the thing with like Kickstarter and the inshittification of Kickstarter is they are, they, they are funded. They do have investors. They're not publicly traded, but they do have investors. They don't, the third parties in this circumstance are really a lot of the people that are investing on Kickstarter, but there's not another outside business partner who's putting pressure on them other than like their own board who wants them to like expand and grow and go 10 times. But they've even switched CEOs that, since then. So I don't know that that's big a deal. It's a big issue when some of these platforms that have really like disrupted how we operate, then level off and become a commodity. If they, you know, that's, you know, if they keep trying to disrupt and go up, that's where inshittification really occurs. If they're just becoming a commodity, it's not so bad. Amazon, 
again, 30% of my business comes from Amazon. There's no way out. I use it for all kinds of things. My, my weird ass relationship with Amazon is high. I buy stuff there. I sell stuff there. I sell digital books. I sell physical books. I use their Amazon web services for stuff. It's really bad. And, and I don't have a great way out. There's, there, I could definitely like move and shuffle things around. The main thing is like, I don't only sell there. I sell on my own bookstore. I sell on DriveThruRPG. I sell on other platforms. And then there's Google. Google itself kind of the beginning of the initiation process of they harvest they they index all of my blog posts they bring users to my site they sell ads for other people it's it's pretty bad they definitely have their their thing but there's no good way out of that either so hopefully my stuff shows up on other search engines so so we'll see so that's really where kind of things stand then again just going back to the big points again and the, the main things i think are good to keep in mind is while you as a gm are looking around at the different services that exist for both running your game prepping your game or talking to other GMs about your game that you recognize, is this platform an initiative platform? Do I have another place that I can go? Am I sure that the information I'm putting there is stuff that I either don't care about and can go away completely, or I have another place that I can put it? What is your, what is your survival path for dealing with initiative platforms? I think that that's, that that's really important. What are some other things you could do? I'm moving back to RSS. I'm subscribing to blogs and I love the relationship I have with like blogs and newsletters and things like that. I'm, you know, now I'm up on Mastodon. I'm up on these decentralized platforms that aren't owned by any one company and really can't be owned by any one company. Podcasts, blogs, RSS feeds, newsletters, great ways that you can get direct information from people on their blogs. I really hope blogging comes back. Now, of course, I'm an old man. I've been blogging for like, I don't know, 25 years. And I would, I would love to see that kind of come back. I would love to see, because now you have these direct relationships with people. There isn't anybody. When you go to slyflourish.com and you read an article, there's nobody between us. There's no company. I'm not trying to sell you something else. I don't have some outside investors. I'm not on a platform that is somehow benefiting from the fact that you're doing there. It's a relationship between you and me. When you subscribe to the Sly Flourish newsletter, it's really me writing an email to you. I'm sending you a newsletter. I'm saying, hey, you want to learn something valuable about D&D? I wrote this thing about D&D that I hope is valuable to you. Here it is. And I offer that for free. You can subscribe right on the website. There are ways that we can connect together that don't have to follow an initiative model. And I'm hoping that those kinds of things grow. We're going to see where things go with Reddit. I would not be surprised if it kind of comes back up. I think that their their reputation is pretty badly damaged, but maybe the DMs Academy comes back. Maybe they move to another platform. Maybe there's another place that people can find a good place for new DMs to be able to ask their questions and get experience from more experienced DMs on how to make their game great. If you enjoyed this video, you can do a few things to break the initiation process. You can pick up my books at my own bookstore available and down in the links below. You can pick up Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master, the Lazy DMs Workbook, or the Lazy DMs Companion. You can also subscribe to my podcast. The subscription to my podcast podcast is going direct from me to you. Subscribe to the podcast so you can get the audio of shows like this sent directly to you. And you can subscribe to my blog. You can use a feed reader like Feedly and subscribe to the blog and see them there. You're going to get the same stuff you get in the newsletter, so you can decide which one you want to get. Those are like three ways that you can connect, connect to me. You can pick me up on Mastodon. I'm not super active there, but I do have a Mastodon account. I'll link to that in the show notes below. Thank you all very much. Have a great day. Get out there and play an RPG.